Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pretty But Weird, episode six. I am so glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be here. I hope that you're having a good week and a great November. We've been having a pretty good week ourselves. It's been so busy, but like in a good way. Like we've been getting done all the things that we need to get done and it just, it feels good, you know? I'm actually a little astonished that I've been able to stick to my posting schedule this week because I've been binge watching the Great British Baking Show. If you have not watched it, it is so good. It's like uplifting and inspiring and just real compared to a lot of the reality TV that we're used to here in the States and Oh, I can't recommend it enough. And it's really kind of inspired me to get back in the kitchen. I spent this whole week cooking home-cooked meals. We even made like veggie soup with dumplings last night. It was so good. One other thing that I tried making this week is meringues. I have never made meringues before, but I just kept seeing them all the time in the show and they look so good. And mine turned out pretty good. I made pumpkin spice meringues, which is literally just like normal vanilla meringue with a little bit of pumpkin spice seasoning in it, but they turned out delicious. They are very sugary, so I will confess there's an entire container of uneaten meringues on our counter because we got sugared out. But when I first made them, I sent them over to my mom and my sister, like a picture of them to show them all of my hard work. And my sister, who knew that I had been binging Great British Baking Show, sent back this meme. Listen to this. My first hour of watching baking shows on Netflix. These people are so talented. How will they ever pick a winner? My 23rd hour. I don't care how good her fondant work is. If Kathy doesn't add more buttercream to that mixture, her consistency is going to be all off and her cake pops will be shit. At first, I laughed at this, obviously, because it's funny. But then, guys, this literally stuck in my brain. Stuck in my brain all week. I've been thinking about the stupid meme. It's caused me to do a lot of reflection. I know this sounds so crazy, but I promise it will make sense by the end. So I wanted to share a couple things that I've pulled from this moment Um, because this meme is so universal to, I think, how we look at talented people and even creative work, right? It really is. And I know all of you are listening to this thinking, yeah, I totally do that too. You know, whenever we watch any kind of like creative-based competition show or whatever, we're thinking these things. So here's my first thought. First of all, don't we all look at other people's work and feel so bad about ourselves because what they're doing feels so out of this world impossible to achieve? I find this especially happens a lot when I'm spending too much time scrolling on social media when it comes to my work because obviously my work is in the content creator sphere. So that's kind of like where this is going. You can apply this to anything that you're doing though. Just so you know, I'm going to try to make it universal, but my expertise is here. So we all feel bad about ourselves when we're looking at what other people are putting out, I think. And the reality is that they've spent countless hours of effort and work on this thing. And even then, it is never perfect, right? How many times on these TV shows do we see people stumble and not create something that looks great, even though a lot of their work is so incredible, what they produce that day just isn't great. And because it's a competition show, reality TV, they highlight the stuff that doesn't work. When in the real world, lots of times what we're seeing is only the very best that these people have to offer at the time, right? That's usually what we see that gets posted or shared or whatever, documented. (laughs) A really good example, I think, in my life is my Instagram photos. I'm sure that some of you think they're amazing and some of you think they're trash because, you know, depends on like how skilled you are with the camera yourself. Um, But really and truly, I only show you the very best that I have to offer all the time. Vincent and I take like dozens and dozens of photos for every one that I post. We spend countless hours conceptualizing, choosing outfits, 
going out with the camera, editing the photos, organizing my feed and Instagram. We, I mean, honestly, we take so many photos that sometimes if I have a few from a set that I really like, I don't post them all to Instagram because I don't like having repeats too much of like one outfit or one setting. Um, So I'll just end up posting them on my vlog as like a blog post with like several other pictures from those photo sessions. So just so they exist somewhere on the internet without messing up my feed because I, you know, it's just so much work. It feels like a waste if it's just one post sometimes. And you know what? What I put out is literally not nearly the amount of work and imagination and heart that other content creators are putting into what they do, at least as far as output goes, right? I'm limited by the speed at which I can work and the mental capacity that I have for it all. That's reflected in how much I do. (laughs) Despite all of that, I look at my idol's photos and I feel so trash about myself sometimes. Like what they produce is just so absolutely impossible for me to achieve. But the reality is, is that they've spent more time and more mental energy and sacrifice more to do what they do than I have over usually a longer period of time, right? And if I dedicated myself the same way they do, then I could produce the same level of quality that they do over time. That's what I'm learning with all of this is that I need to let myself be more inspired by people who are experts instead of measuring myself against them because it's just not a fair comparison, right? And really, no comparison with people, even that you consider peers, I think is fair because especially when it comes to content creation, there's so much that you do not see that goes on behind the scenes. It's impossible to like really judge how much effort is going into something and how far someone has come from where they started. It's You just can't know how much they're doing. And honestly, also how many people are helping them. Most people who do content creation full-time have a whole army of people behind them from management teams who negotiate prices for their brand deals to editors for their YouTube videos, literally just so much. There's so many people behind the scenes that you just don't even know about. Do you guys know Tezza? She's got over a million followers on Instagram and you know lots of other places too. So I'd be really surprised if you hadn't at least heard of her. She is like the six foot tall, beautiful model-esque woman. She has this photo editing app that everyone's obsessed with. She does the collage kits that are on my wall. She does a lot. And she did this video a few weeks ago Uh, in partnership with Revolve. I think it was on their YouTube channel if you wanted to go look at it. Uh, It's like a 12-minute video or so, just her going through her day. And one thing that she talked about in this video is how she and her husband are always telling themselves, done is better than perfect. It's like something that she learned really young, starting out in in creating. And that blew my mind. (laughs) If you've seen her work, then you understand. It's insane. The level of quality and creativity that she produces is just out of this world, out of this world. Unreal, beautiful, amazing, inspiring. And yet she is saying that she's constantly telling herself to go ahead and post despite all the flaws that she's seeing. Like (laughs) what flaws? Honestly, what flaws? That was a really humanizing moment for me because, you know, of course I do the exact same thing. Want to make everything perfect, unhappy with how it looks. And what I produce is literally nowhere near Tesla level, right? Nowhere near. <laughs> not not even not even going to try to compare the two. But to know that she even she isn't always able to create what she's seeing in her head is honestly just kind of comforting. It's like at least I know that imperfection shouldn't stop me, right? At least I know that imperfection shouldn't stop me. And I really shouldn't be measuring my work by any other standard than my own. Than being that like maybe 1% closer to what I ultimately envisioned for myself than I was the day before every day. So the second part of this, another thing that I've been thinking about a lot with this stupid meme, (laughs) second half of that is the judgment part, right? How easy it is for us to look at someone else's work and effort against this impossible measure of perfection 
and then judge their work to be lacking. Or I think even worse, think that we could have done it better if we were them. Like we would have somehow made a better cake pop than they could have made. (laughs) And this reminds me of something in art school that professors talked a lot about. It's the knowledge and skills gap. It's that frustrating space between knowing how a thing is done and why it is the way it is and even being able to like fully imagine it, but not being able to actually produce it yourself. If you ever tried your hand at drawing, which I think most people have at some point in their lives, it's kind of, it's just something that's so easy to pick up, but really difficult to do well. You know, when you first start something like drawing, you're like so excited about everything you create. You think everything that you have made looks so awesome. (laughs) It's beautiful and it's amazing and it's quirky and it's perfect and you want to post it and share it and like all these things. And then as you start to do it more, you start to pay more attention to the world around you and you start to see more and more what other more skilled artists are producing. And you're starting to kind of like analyze and understand what they're doing. And you want so badly to create what they're creating because it's so beautiful. And like, I would even go so far as to say, I could vividly see in my mind what I want things to look like. And it's like, your hand will just not cooperate with your imagination. It just won't, it just won't do it. It's almost like it's refusing to do it. And it's so frustrating. It's like betrayal, honestly. Your imagination's feeling betrayed at the limitations of your body. And it's where a lot of people give up on these creative endeavors because there's this huge gap you have to traverse. It's the gap between your knowledge and your skills. And you're so aware of everything that you're incapable of doing. And the reality is it just takes so much time and effort to get to a place where the things you envision can become reality. And by the time you've gotten there, the people whose work that you loved and looked up to, they've already got on to the next thing. And they're probably feeling not enough with what they're doing also. Because we're really all the same here in the pursuit of perfection, right? We're all walking the same road. It's just that we all have different sized feet. So we are traveling at different paces, really. It's like that old saying, um, the more I learn, the less I know. This reminds me earlier this week, um, one of my other favorite content creators, Ashley Brooke, she's in New York City. So I just like her New York City content, really. And if you're a content creator, you probably pay attention to things like this too. She mentioned in her Instagram stories that someone had DM'd her asking her to share more of her day. And she said that she found that so flattering because she feels like her days are really boring, but that she, you know, try to share more. And of course, my first thought was like, why aren't I doing that too? Like, ugh, I should be doing that. I'm having a pity party for myself when the reality is I vlog every single week. And how am I supposed to physically be like filming on my camera and posting on my Instagram story, every exciting thing that happens every day. It's just impossible. Like it's, that's physically impossible. And I'm doing what I can do right now. So this is this thing that I'm trying to work on, you know, a little more grace for myself there. But that's really where I feel like I'm at, you know, the more I learn, the less I know. (laughs) Cause the reality is I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. Weekly YouTube video, multiple Instagram posts, daily stories, a weekly podcast, a new Depop shop, really pretty much any form you want to take in some of my content, you can find it. But I really feel like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not sharing enough. I'm not spending enough time. I literally feel this all the freaking time. You could ask me anything about photography, fashion, SEO on YouTube, the Instagram algorithm, whatever. I know it all, but my skills, I just, you know, my content just doesn't reflect the knowledge in my head yet, I feel like. So this is a thing that I'm working on. How do we take that from the unhealthy, you know, comparison place into like a healthy growing skills place? And I think that the key really is to treat yourself like you would treat a student. Be both the student and the teacher here. Because how do the best teachers behave? Like what makes them great? Think back to teachers that you've had. They inspire you, right? They motivate you. They lift you up. They gently correct you in like a constructive way. They inform you of things that you didn't know before and they're excited about it. So if you're going to be your own teacher to your student self, like how can you do that? And how can you give yourself more of, of what you need there? 
So there's a few things I think. First of all, stop the comparison. All of it, stop it. Because great teachers don't say, your paper was good, but Timmy's over there was better. So be more like Timmy. Great teachers are going to say, I am so proud of the progress that you've made this year. You're becoming a great writer. Look how far you've come. That's what they say. I think a good little practice to put things in perspective. This is something that always makes me feel a little better. This isn't exactly on um, topic, but um, this is something that I do every once in a while. If there's people that you admire, go find their early work. For me, I love scrolling like way, 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 way back to the very, very first photos on Instagram. And I compare them to what they're producing now. And then you see that growth and like the gaps that they've closed for themselves, those knowledge and skill gaps. Be inspired by their work ethic, right? Where they were to where they are not their end result. Don't be inspired by their end result because you're never going to be doing that at the time that they're doing it. You're never going to catch up to them because they're going to keep moving and you're going to keep moving at your own paces. But be inspired by that work ethic. With work ethic comes putting the work in, right? Stop making excuses. Study and learn so you have the knowledge to go practice the skills and then work on closing that gap with practice. Put it out there. Even if it's not great, it will get better over time. And I'll repeat this, strive to be just 1% more competent in what you're doing every day than you were the day before. That's the goal, 1%. It compounds, right? Compound effect. Go read that book. That 1% every day compounds over time. Stop gathering resources. Stop buying things, clothes, and technology, and whatever else. Even, you know, watching YouTube videos. Stop doing that as if any of those things will save you from failing lots of times in pursuit of your goals because they won't stop you from failing. They won't save you. And give yourself like practice work, homework, call it homework, whatever, to do every day, just like a teacher would. Sign up for Skillshare. Even do like free courses through YouTube. There's literally like endless resources with action ideas to help you practice a new skill, right? Schedule in the time for it. You have to schedule it in or it's not going to happen. And it's not always fun, but like that's how you grow. And you'll grow discipline at the same time. Another thing, analyze your work objectively and locate the weak spots. You have to remove the emotion behind what you're producing. You, as a student, you've created this thing. What do you do? You turn that work into your teacher. And now, as your teacher, it's your job to grade it, not only for the skills you're showing with what you've produced, but also where your teaching is lacking, right? What haven't you learned yet? What do you need to practice more? What concepts have you not fully grasped? What habits haven't you formed? Or what habits do you want to kick that are hurting your work? What parts have you been avoiding? And then you move forward more informed and with a clear vision of what to focus on next. Here's one thing that I've noticed. The things that I admire most or feel bad about the most in the people that I admire, my idols, that might be where you're lacking. It's almost like your subconscious has a way of showing you where you need to go to grow, right? For me, that's in content volume right now. That's the one thing I'm noticing that's a repeated pattern in my brain that keeps coming back to me. I'm always like really in awe about the volume of just content in general that other people are putting out. Um, I think the best example is probably Delancey Childs. She's an LA influencer. Every single day, her stories are like this amazing interactive vlog almost. She shows what she's wearing and what she's eating and her workout and her creative projects and fun moments with her boyfriend. And then, you know, she has you vote on things that she later does in the day or it's just, it's unreal. And I just, you know, I flip through her stories every once in a while and I just feel bad about how little I'm sharing on my stories. Like why, why am I not doing that? And I know I mentioned before, I'm doing all I can do. But I always think that there's room for improvement there too. I think that it's important to have grace for yourself, but it's also important to really be able to objectively look at where you're lacking without, you know, the emotion behind it of feeling bad about yourself. Because you know what? I spend at least an hour a day probably scrolling on Instagram. I heard her in a podcast recently. She said that she spends maximum 15 minutes a day maybe browsing Instagram. (laughs) So it's like, am I really feeling bad about her content versus my content? Or am I maybe feeling bad about her drive and her focus? 
versus my lack of it. So that's a big indicator to me that there's areas I can improve on that it's not a negative change. It's a positive thing to be spending less time consuming other people's stuff and more time creating your own. And I don't think that's a negative thing. You have to decide what's negative and what's positive about that and like where your line is, where focus and drive becomes an unhealthy obsession for an example. <laughs> you have to you have to be smart about it. But I think that holds true. You know, like that's my subconscious showing me, hey, stop consuming her content. Go create your own. Why are you hanging out on here if you're not sharing something? Why? Go do something. Go do something. Go do something that makes you feel good. Share something that you're doing that makes you feel good instead of sitting here feeling bad about what other people are sharing. <laughs> so, so basic when you think about it. So this is some of the things I'm working on right now. And it's literally so hard to do. It's so hard. This is like, this is the real shit, guys. This is the hard work. Especially, I think, when you're just starting out and you're not getting a lot of feedback, which I don't. I don't get a lot of feedback on what I'm doing. So along those lines, <laughs> this, is about, this is about the end of my content. This is about the end of, of my spiel, what I had to say. So in the lines of feedback, will you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts where you can leave a review? I don't think you can on Spotify. I don't know where else. Um, but please leave me a review because it really helps me and helps out the whole podcast in general. I hope this was helpful to you. This is something that was kind of a little mini breakthrough for me, remembering that knowledge and skills gap and realizing just really hit me right in the face where I'm at on it and why I need to keep doing what I'm doing because I just haven't I haven't bridged that gap yet. And that's okay because that's part of the journey. So anyway, there you go. Love you guys so much. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you. Always, always appreciate you. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> hope it's as good as this one was if it was a good week or hope it's better than this one was if it was a bad week. And uh, talk to you in the next one.